Okay. Oh, yeah, <laughs> it does help if you hold the mic, Tara. It does help. Uh, by the way, I started early, so oh, everyone's didn't. got that, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right, guys, uh, we are back for another ShyFit podcast. Uh, we've got me and Tara this week. Hello. And this is our first version of the question and answers from our members. We've had some really good questions. We've had some not so good questions. JP. So, <laughs> <laughs> so we're going to cherry pick our way through this, um, making sure we stick to questions that we can answer correctly. Yes. Um, so please don't be upset if we don't answer your question um, because it was either stupid or we don't <laughs> want to answer it. <laughs> I hope we don't forget someone's <laughs> question. That was actually a good question. Yeah. Um, the sponsor for today's show is The Drain Doctor. This is a Bradford Ooh. and Leeds-based business. Um, uh, a man called Ben Bins. Congratulations, Ben, if you're listening. Um, Ben's just had a, a little baby. Yes, he has. Congratulations, Ben. Um, and, uh, yeah, Ben's a super professional guy. Uh, his business, like, is essentially him. So, super professional. Um punctual reliable uh you know good value for money yes um i actually used him did you back. Oh, yeah brilliant. and he was excellent like yeah. really prompt really professional yeah yeah really really good yeah I great guy and more. yeah his business is ev- everything to do with drains yeah so if you've got a block drain or need some assistance with any Hit drainage yeah speak reach out to the drain doctor great yeah. brand in that as well yeah i love that yeah dr Ro- drain <laughs> oh, no, dr drain would have been so much better <laughs> Ben, change your business name, <laughs> Dr. Jen. Um, as always, guys, just make sure you um, like, follow, subscribe, do everything you need to do to keep this podcast running. Um, like we said, we, me and Tara want to help uh, benefit the uh, other 23 hours of the day that you spend outside of the gym. And um, your support in doing that by following, liking is, is what's keeping us going doing this. Um, this podcast is really quite one of the most fun ones that we're going to do I think because it's genuinely helping out the people within our gym that um, have questions or want some clarification on some subjects so without further ado we'll get started with the first three questions um, that came from Kim from our gym Kim Hawkins um, and we were going to stick to one, but they're all such good questions. Yeah. We're actually going to do all three. Yes, we are. Um, so the first question, I'll read it, Tara will answer it, because as much as um, I love training, um, training around periods is not my forte. <laughs> not your jam, unfortunately. is it? Yeah, no. not my forte. So the question <laughs> is, how do women's hormones, menstrual cycles, impact training, and should we adjust our training intensity slash load, etc., in response? So this could be a full podcast um, and I think hopefully in the future we will get to do a podcast on this. So in terms of actual training, um, so the research um, that I've looked through over the years is there's not that much impact on the training itself. I'd say it's more to do with the recovery side of things. Um, Definitely has a lot to do with your mindset. So quite often, um, women when they're approaching their period they don't feel as motivated they feel more lethargic um, their mood's pretty low so usually their mental approach to training changes quite a lot and that's usually what has an impact on performance more than the actual physiological side itself um, the cycle can be split into two different um, 
two different parts. So there's the follicular phase, which is the good phase, so the thriving phase, shall we say. Then there's the luteal phase, which is, the, um, let's say, like the hell week or hell two weeks, for example. In terms of adjusting your training around that, so the time approaching your period, what I would probably recommend is reducing training intensity slightly and maybe volume, but go by feel. So not everyone will feel the same. During this time, focus a little bit more on like aerobic work, maybe more yoga, more swimming, opposed to the opposed to the high intensity workouts themselves. So maybe a little bit less intense CrossFit, maybe a little bit more outdoors, um, getting into nature, more things that are more mindful. Um, like I said earlier, it's more to do with the recovery side of things. So in terms of if you're going to keep training as normal, just have a bigger emphasis on your recovery, whether that be more stretching and better nutrition. So eating more um, all those types of things. Um, I hope that helps. But yeah, it's definitely needs a full podcast for that, really. But I hope that's helpful, Kim. Yeah. So um, mainly is like lean into recovery. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah. More in that period. It is really difficult. So you see do, what I did there. Do you do, yes. Yeah. Very good. Um, <laughs> you do really need to go by feel. So it's a really hard question because every female is very, very different, and um, birth control has a big impact on it as well. So yeah, it's it's definitely a lot to do with like listening to your body, tracking your cycle, and adjusting intensity to how you feel, and then having a bigger emphasis on your recovery on those like weeks or days leading up to your period awesome what a start to the show yeah straight in with periods <laughs> yeah we're not we max feels very uncomfortable shy of it. i'm not uncomfortable i'm, I'm learning i'm only joking shy of it podcast is not afraid to tackle <laughs> the difficult subjects right guys uh, question two is how to manage comparing your performance in a class slash wad against others brackets and yourself if it's a retest if you don't feel you've done as well as expected oh yeah um so this is probably a feeling that a lot of people go through at some point you know they maybe they're comparing themselves like kim says to another person in the class of similar ability or they're comparing themselves to a previous um a previous attempt they've done themselves um and you know something that i've had to go through quite a bit uh, especially with like strength side of my training um you know where you've hit certain weights beforehand and then you know six weeks later you should have improved and or you feel you should have improved and then you don't hit that same weight um and it's it's tough I'll, i would try and break it down into my advice would be to break it down into does the comparison serve you um or does it uh, damage you so if it serves you, if it, if comparison is pushing you, i.e. I, there's someone in the class who's slightly better than you and you're chasing them and you're getting closer and closer and you feel like you can eventually, you know, compete with them, awesome. Then use it as a tool, comparison as a tool to help you. But if it's damaging you and making you feel bad about your results, then try and move away from that. Now, that's easier said than done. The way to move away from it is to focus on your effort. We did an Instagram post about this this week. Um, I thought it was well-timed with the Open. You should be proud of every single day. Try to be proud of your effort that you put in and not the result um, that you receive. So did you try hard? Did you give it your best shot? Did you concentrate fully? Did you um, listen to what you were told by the coaches? Focus on those points and not the result. Because ultimately, we cannot control the result. Training doesn't happen in a vacuum. Kim on... Monday is a very different athlete to Kim on 
Friday, yeah. depending on what's happening in her life, um, how much she's slept, how much she's ate, um, what the workout is. So um, training doesn't happen in a vacuum, so you can't expect your body to just continually get better. Unfortunately, yeah. if it did, if it was like that, then everyone would be incredible beasts. Yes, um, absolutely. And I'm going to go straight to the heart of it and speak to Kim personally on this podcast, if she's Ooh. listening, she will and be. say that... Um, you know, for Kim at the stage that you're at in your life um, and your training, I wouldn't put too much pressure on performance and, and growth. Actually, maintenance would be an incredible thing for you to achieve. Um, maintaining your ability until you're, you know, I listened to this recently on a podcast where someone said, imagine if you're 50 and you start CrossFit and you don't make a single bit of progress, but you stay in the condition you're in at 50 all the way until you were 90 years old yeah people would be like oh my god this geezer is an absolute beast because he's performing at the at a 50 year old rate when he's 90 years old and um you know i'm not saying kim you're not going to progress um or you shouldn't want to progress you should but if you're maintaining then brilliant you're winning because you know the goal is 80 year old kim still skiing and running around with her kids and and doing cool shit yeah that's that's what i would say yeah love that Cool. Um, okay, next question is from an anonymous source. Yes. An anonymous source. This is a really good one. Yeah. Um, what are your thoughts on rep cheats? I see this in class sometimes and it annoys me. Um, but do coaches spot it? Does it bother you? And are they cheat- just cheating themselves? Yes. Go on in bags. Yes. So um, it's difficult because there's different types of rep cheats, I think. I think there's the ones who are trying to cheat to get the best score or beat somebody. And I think there's maybe just someone who does it because they're they're maybe a bit new and they're just too afraid to finish last in the workout. They're not necessarily trying to beat anybody. Um, They're maybe just a little bit shy, a little bit embarrassed and they don't want to finish last. So there's two different types of rep cheats, I believe. Um, So the first one, when someone's trying to beat someone else's score, um, yes, that um, it does does bother us, I think. Does it bother you? Um, I mean, does it bother me? As in, I don't. I'll be honest with you. Most of the time, I don't even notice. I wouldn't notice. Sometimes it becomes obvious. Yeah. And then, and at that stage, yes, I would say it does bother me. Um, if someone's trying to win. Yeah. Exactly same as you. If you're cheating, I wouldn't even call it cheating. I would call it surviving. If yeah. you're like, it's fifty reps in a workout, everyone's finished, and you do thirty just because you don't want to get be embarrassed. Yeah. Cool, I'm happy with that. Yeah. Because that is your only cheating. That doesn't yourself. bother me in the slightest. But if you're trying to win, um, that in my opinion, it's not you're only cheating yourself. You're cheating other people in the class. Yeah. What you have to recognise with CrossFit is there are um, days that favour certain people and days that don't. Mm. Um, and that might be John's day to win and you've stolen it from him yeah and he's worked Uh, really really hard at exactly Uh, and he might have lost or you know not necessarily won you know he might have finished middle of the pack for you know 25 workouts that month and that one day should have been his to finish top 5 and you and someone who's cheated has took that from him so I don't think you are only cheating yourself if you're trying to win or, or do better than other people, I would say you are cheating other people as well. Yeah. So I have a bit of a strong feeling about that. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's very good. Yeah. Okay, so um, on to... Oh, my God, time flies. I know. We've got got so much. (laughs) This could be a long one. (laughs) Uh, On to the next um, question, which is from Ricky Afwal. 
Ricky, my man, Slick Rick. Ricky! <laughs> <laughs> was that Bianca off EastEnders or was that... Ricky! I wish I could do... Oh. I, I wish I could do... Um, I wish I could do an impression, but I'm really bad at impressions, so I won't. Ricky asked the question, what's the worst workout you've ever done? Oh, God. So, you think you answered the last one, didn't you? So, I'll, yeah, I'll start this one. this one. Yeah, I would say it's probably the 20.1, which then we had to repeat for Sid this year. For I've, me. I've got a weird feeling that's coming up tomorrow, you know. Oh, God. I, I know. Yeah. I said this to someone today. Carry on. Well, the reason it's the worst is because there's nowhere to hide. Yeah. You can you can still burp, you can still lift that weight. So for me, it's like and and it's a workout that I should do well in. Yeah. So yes, yeah, it's, it's it's a tough one. And and I remember second time through with Jack redoing it, just selling my soul, and it hurt him real bad. Yeah. You so that's mine. Didn't you? Yeah, yeah. That's the main yeah. thing. Is I start beating. Yeah. Okay. Um, what about you? Worst one. Um, on a side note everyone says Kelsey oh, no. um, and when me and Griff back in the day were doing uh, an online thing during lockdown we said the members could pick a workout <gasps> and Jack Fletney was watching <laughs> and it, the one this. with the most likes got <laughs> to go through and Jack picked Cal- put Kelsey and we were like I swear down I was shitting myself I was like oh my god <laughs> I've heard this workout's horrendous um, and I think because I was so prepared for it being absolutely crazy, yeah. it actually went that bad. Yeah, that's yeah. probably a good Be- thing that you'd expected yeah. it to be a lot worse. Yeah. Uh, in my because it's a sixty. If you don't know the workout, guys, it's it's a hundred thrusters. Sorry, what is it again? Hundred burpees. Uh, no, I think it's a hundred thrusters for time, but oh, you have to do five burpees bad over burpees. the bars. That's that you it. Want. Sorry. Yeah. yeah. So because it's because and it's because it's at sixty kilos it's for lads, heavier, forty kilos yeah. for ladies. In my opinion, it's actually an easier workout, right? Because you can't do that weight. Like if you if you if you get fatigued, too fatigued, you can't yeah. lift it. So you have to pace, or else you'll or else you'll just start failing reps. Yeah, you Does that can't. Make sense? You can't actually send. So it. actually, for me, that workout would be worse if it was forty because you can always lift forty. You it's just how bad you want to hurt. Yeah. Whereas with a sixty bar, I knew I was just going to start failing. So I did like. In the end, I think it took me like fourteen or fifteen minutes because I did like a set number every round. Knowing yeah, that's that what I, I would do. Fail. I'd yeah. just do like five reps every minute. Yeah. Or yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think my my worst one was actually more of an experience rather than the workout. Because if I did the workout again now, I'd be okay, fine. Okay, cool. Oh, that's good. Explain the experience. Um, yeah, go on. So it was a qualifier for um, Sid a couple of years ago, and it was twenty one fifteen nine pull-ups, chest bars and bar muscle-ups with 15 thrusters after each set. The thrusters were 42.5 but I'd obviously gone off too hot and I'd sent it and I'd like gone and broken on the other movements and I was at the position where I was like failing the clean on the, oh. <laughs> on the thruster. I was failing the press out. Oh yeah. my god, I was just, I was in such a hole. Um, so that's probably the, that like the first thing that comes to mind, that's yeah. what I think of, yeah. And I bet everyone was there watching you and cheering oh. you on the gym as well. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. I think I would never been like asking for an inhaler because I was like, I can't breathe, I can't oh, breathe. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's my worst experience. We've all, done, we've all done that, come on. I've done it far too many times. Okay, next question is from Matt Francis. Matt says, uh, what extra drills could slash should you do outside of classes to progress handstand walks. Oh, this is a bit of you, this one, because you've been helping me with it, so you can take this one. Okay, so, um, yeah, 
some recent learning from watching Mayhem coach. She's called Pamela. Um, I forget her second name now. It's really bad. But she's an incredible gymnastics coach. Um, and um, my sort of takeaways from her are that a lot of handstand um, ability comes from being able to elevate and protract the scaps. Um, so... I'm trying to think about how to explain that now on a podcast, but essentially really pressing into the ground if you're upside down or really pressing up if you're um So bringing static. your shoulders to your earlobes. Yeah. And like shrugging, almost shrugging and yeah. pushing up. Um, and so some basic strength you can do for that is some of the stuff that we've been doing in the classes recently, using the band to um, shrug and protract forward, um, training that position up against walls, training... Um, that position in in a horizontal body as well um so that's like the strength requirement and then skill wise handstand walking is a skill ultimately it's like anything balancing etc um you think about like there's like slack wise that people balance on when they first get on they can't do it um and it takes them ages and ages and unfortunately with skills practice is the only way forward yes time on your hands isn't it yeah so unless you've got a massive strength restriction i.e you can't hold yourself upside down for more than i don't know 20 seconds i would focus on practice 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 and just keep trying to move um failing is good for handstand walks because yeah. you eventually find your tipping point don't you and your balance exactly point. yeah don't be scared of failing and falling over i've done it a million times yep same um <laughs> you know you might even fall over and hurt yourself but that's just part of the process of learning how to do it and for you know ricky and jimmy car may remind me of this one like they just literally fell over and fell over yeah. and fell over and fell over for weeks until eventually they just learned how to do it, it. Yeah. yeah so i, I would say because it's a skill put more time practice into it yeah Perfect, sounds good. Cool. Next question from Gemma Wilson. Bear in mind she's a solicitor, so this answer needs to be legit. <laughs> Don't sue me. <laughs> what is your official position on rest days slash training on consecutive days? Um, this will vary a lot on the individual. So if you listen to our stress balloon podcast, if your balloon is very, very full, so you've got a lot of things going on outside of the gym, um, rest days are going to be even more important for you well no maybe not more important but you're probably going to have more frequent rest rest days and consecutive training days may be not ideal for you so this will depend on the individual um like for us for example we have one rest day a week and that works for us but we gear our whole lifestyle around training so our sleep our nutrition we try and manage our stress for those who come to the gym we appreciate that, you know, people have so much more going on in their lives. They've got stressful jobs, they've got families, they've got other things to take care of. So if you are feeling or you're going through a period of, of stress, it's probably best, you know, to maybe go like one off. So d- training in one day, rest day, training one day, rest day, or having a couple of days on the trot, but then having a rest day after that, whatever works with your schedule. The important thing to note here is probably just be in tune with how you feel. So if you're starting to feel like very lethargic, very moody, um, you know, everything's starting to feel a lot tougher in the gym, it's probably a sign that, you know, you do need a rest day. Um, But yeah, it will depend on the individual and how much stress they have going on. Yeah, I would jump in there and say that the programming at Shirefit is written intelligently, in my opinion. (laughs) (laughs) Of course. (laughs) Intelligently so that you can train on consecutive days and not overwork certain joints or certain muscles that being said um your central nervous system governs 
your recovery way more than joints yeah. and muscles. So you can, because of the way the programming is set out, train every single day, as long as you have all the rest of your ducks in a row. Mm-hmm. You know, your recovery, you sleep, like Tara talked about. Um, I would say, just to give you an, uh, like a, a guide, you know, the average Shifit member should probably train five days a week, rest two. Yeah. Um, but like Tara says, that is completely individual. For example, you know, because we have everything in line, we can train twice a day and only train, only have a rest day once a week. Um, other people, they might need four rest days a week, three training days. Yeah. Um, so yeah, and listening to your body is key there. Um, like Tara said, if, if you're having to drag yourself to the gym and it feels hard, and when you get there, you're lethargic and you feel smoked every night. Yeah. It's probably a sign you should be taking a rest day. Yeah, especially because it's hard because sometimes you can feel a little bit un- unmotivated. Mm. But when you get to the gym, you feel great and that's fine. You don't need a rest. So it's, it's kind of hard to be in tune of when you know you're yeah. just feeling a bit unmotivated unvo- or actually you, you need a rest. Yeah. But usually you don't know until you've started training where you feel like, oh, actually, I could do with a bit of a rest here. And what I would say is it's not static. So um, when I started doing CrossFit, I I only did it three times a week. I I could only. I was so sore and so beat up (laughs) that two or three times a week was enough for me. Gradually, I learned that, you know, I could cope with four, then five. Now we're doing twice a day. When we first started twice a day, we only did twice a day, three days a week. You know, like these things grow as you you build up the volume and tolerance. Um, So that's why you might see, you know, three year shy fit members doing five days a week and being fine. And guys who've just joined doing one day a week and smoked. Absolutely. Yeah. So when you started doing those like um, like three times a week and you were smoked, was you on paleo by any chance or zone diet Uh, or not? I, I used to start when I started CrossFit. I was like, "Oh my god, I'm going to go paleo. Mm. I'm going to have three cashews and one blueberry for my breakfast." I was <laughs> at uni, so I was like, and I was getting brainwashed by the paleo. Yeah, yeah. So I was doing like paleo <laughs> for like three days, and then having like a McDonald's and a strawberry milkshake <laughs> at night to finish. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. That's so. Yeah, and actually, do you know what? I actually <laughs> got a lot of fitness from that. Yeah, um, but Your fitness adaptation apparently is better with. with with a low carbohydrate diet really yeah apparently mm. i would probably agree yeah i felt really good on zone yeah um really good and I, I like i felt like i could just wad myself into the ground but then i also felt like i was getting pinned by every single barbell yeah so. exactly yeah it's, it's yeah. hard with crossfit because it's it requires so many different areas obviously the strength your aerobic system and stuff but yeah interesting I hope that helps, Gemma. Uh, on to this is a similar theme, actually. It's quite a good good segue. Um, Rachel O'Connor asks, "Could you talk about overtraining? How you know you are? Um, what if? What is too much? And how much rest should we have?" So, um, overtraining again. I, you know, people give this like a bad rep, okay? But yeah. I would say it's not a, necessarily a bad thing to be in periods of overtraining at times because this is where you learn yeah so my advice would be try and then almost try and fail so you know if you're thinking like oh i could maybe do five days a week at the gym see how it goes you know Mm. try it and then just be listening to the signal from your body yeah what are those signals uh tiredness lethargy can't be asked to go to the gym you're not looking forward to anything you're not excited about the workouts Um, soreness in the joints, knees, shoulders, etc. Yeah. Inflammation, um, general inflammation. So um, 
yeah feeling sore and beat down so yeah. there's like a good um a good indicator apparently to know if you're sort of not overtraining not overreaching too much and that's like the three h's so if you're happy hungry and horny yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, if you're like you've ticking those three boxes, then you're pretty much good to go, and yeah. you know, you, hormonally and everything's yeah. functioning okay. But like what Max said, it's actually good to. I, said, I don't like overtraining, overreach. So you want yeah. to be overreaching because yeah. you want the adaptation. But yeah. I think what's probably a better terminology is probably under recovering. So mm. overtraining is good. Is whether you're balancing your recovery with that, and I think that's probably an important thing to note digestion i don't want to talk about it too much in this podcast but that's another really good sign yeah you know yeah. like if your digestion is regular and normal and you know seems okay yeah, i won't go into too much detail I, I, I want the details <laughs> <laughs> no, don't, don't. um but yeah if you're under a lot of stress your bowels will tell you mm-hmm. you know so that's listen a good to your gut that's a good listen um yeah there's there's lots of signs um but the key is are you looking for them people who can come and stuck with an with overtraining and the ones who are ignoring those signs so they're getting the knees starting to hurt and they're going like oh, i'm all right i'll yeah. be back squat today you know oh, God, they're, yeah. they've had five number twos by the time it's 11 o'clock and they're you know they're going like oh i'm all right i'll do another workout yeah i'll just have another coffee and it a sounds knocko. like me in 2019 <laughs> yeah, yeah I'll, I'll have another knocker and that'll yeah. get me through it um <laughs> stuff like that if you feel like you're using crutches that's another good sign like if yeah. you need a coffee to get you to the gym bad you know that's a bad yeah. sign if you need like knees, um, sleeves, wraps, exactly. Every, all yeah. the gear, like mm. to just get through a workout. Yeah, um, but yeah, I would say my advice there, Rach, is to try, um, try and train, keep training hard, keep training more, and then see if you become, and then pay attention to the signals from your body. Mm. Again, speaking directly to Rach, I would say let's not confuse, and this is a lesson for a few other people in the community as well. Let's not confuse more for better. Mm-hmm. so what we don't want to get into the trap of doing is going to maybe going to the gym six days a week doing 30 minutes of open gym afterwards and doing you know you're stretching at night and doing all that shit and get getting giving 80 percent to everything you will get more progress from going four times a week and giving 100 percent to yeah. those four sessions and i'm not saying in terms of effort because i've been in that place where i've been giving 80 percent to 10 sessions a week and in each session, you are giving your best effort. It is a hundred percent effort, but is your is it your hundred percent best outcome? Yeah. Yeah. Output. Sorry. Um, where you feel like you're giving a hundred percent, but really is that your best you? And actually, by sometimes backing off and doing four sessions as hard as possible, you will probably get more progress than doing ten sessions at forty fifty percent. Yeah, agreed. Um, and I'm not saying that you do that, Rach. I'm just saying that like that's an awareness point as well. Is actually ha- actually am i just going from session to session and going through the motions or am i like going and yeah. giving it my all um is a good like concentration. wicked uh on to uh next question which is from francis which is have you got any tips for being more comfortable with being uncomfortable i think this would help me push harder in workouts yeah so this is probably is this what you said was going to tie in nicely with cookie's question yeah so yeah. um Ben also asked the question, what is your why? I believe he was asking me that question because I was having this discussion with him. Yeah. So do you want to go in on this, Tara? So now I think you should take this one. (laughs) Should we do the four four levels of why? Um, We could do, yeah. (laughs) Um, So, yeah. So to answer Francis's question first, any tips on being more comfortable being uncomfortable? I think it's exposing yourself to that level of discomfort, isn't it? Yeah. But gradually, I think... 
it is it's a difficult one because like it does tie in with your why like why are you yeah. there in the first place why are you willing to make it hurt exactly yeah so this is a really good thing to look at like you stand back and just observe crossfit communities and you're like these guys are mental in no yeah. other place in the world really to people unless you're a professional athlete to people put themselves in such holes yeah. for nothing yeah to be well we think nothing like. yeah like to be uh you know fifth on the gym's leaderboard people graft and i've been in sessions where guys have given everything they've it's got so freaking cool and it's amazing i love it when people finish the class they're on their backs they're breathing <sighs> hard and they're just yeah smoked it's amazing and then to look back if you if you sort of zoom out of that you go why are people doing this like yeah i've often thought that i'm like why do, what yeah. make what allows you like what makes you push so hard in that workout like and and you know, there's a, you, there's a, a, you know, a cocktail of things going on, um, but on a on an individual level, what Frances can do is ask herself why she wants to push in the workout, why she should be pushing, what is her why for training, why does she do CrossFit, why does she work really hard in a in a workout, um, and that that is an individual. I can't tell Frances what that answer yeah, is. Yeah. She needs to look inside herself. Why? Um, and people say it sparingly you know it's like a trend isn't it what is your why you know and the why can't be loose or um murky it can't be like oh i just i just want to look better you know <laughs> or oh, i just want to um be competitive you know yeah. it's way deeper than that so we've got an exercise that we used as a team once <laughs> oh it um, was um on the way back from bath wasn't it yeah, said. yeah. it was a very uh deep car journey home wasn't <laughs> it, it was <laughs> oh my god it was it was strong uh it, it was the four levels of why um, so, you know, for, let's take me, for example, um, and answer Ben's question, which is, what yes. is my why? So, um, my, like, first level of why is I want to do well in the workout. You know, why do you push so hard? Because I want a better result. That's the first level of why. Um, ultimately, I know that my score is going to be judged or looked upon or sit in a leaderboard. So, I want to do well with it. So, that's the first level of why. Then you say, well, why do you want the outcome to be good? And that for me is because I um, want to be a leader. Um, you know, since I was young, I have been inspired by leadership, um, and I, I want to be a leader. I want to be recognised as a leader within the in in the community that I'm in, whether that's a football team or the military or wherever I am. And then the second next layer of why is why? Well, then why do you want to be a leader? And for me, that's because my big brother was a leader to me. So um, my older brother was like two years ahead of me. So he was always doing things ahead of me. He was always like, you know, playing football first, going on trips first, um, fighting first. Yeah. Um, you know, getting his GCC results first. Um, you know, all those things, going out drinking, etc. And when I'm like two years behind, I'm just desperate to be, uh, you know, Where like he, he was as a leader. And, and he was an incredible leader to me and my brother. He, um, you know, like basically was a crash test dummy for the family and just like messed everything up and then told me how to do it better. Yeah, I love that. Um, yeah, yeah. He like literally one of my earliest memories of me and my brother is uh, him. We had like double beds. Yeah, bunk beds. But my mum and dad, did, for some reason, could uh, didn't get the right size mattress for the top one so there was a little gap down the side <laughs> yeah. so Luke used to roll over in bed and come down the, like so he could see me in the little gap oh, and yeah. he'd teach me maths times tables oh. to make me better at maths because he was like I've been rubbish at maths and I want you to be better 
I mean, that's the leader, that, isn't it? Yeah. That's the leader. Um, stuff like that, you know. So, Luke, and Luke saying things like, go on the school trip to Hunstanton because I never went. And, you know, I wish looking back that I did because it was a, it'd be, it would have been a good experience for me. Things like that. So, yeah. he was a leader. I want to be a leader. And then the final level of why really is, well, why do you want to be a lead? Uh, so, um, why do you want to lead like your brother then? You know, why do you want to be? And that's because I've always wanted to be like my brother because he's always been ahead of me. Yeah. Know? So, really my like overall why is be my brother which sounds yeah. weird no it doesn't but, like, it makes when sense I, when you've said the story yeah so when i'm in a workout and it's getting tough for example this open workout the weekend you know you get 10 minutes in you've got five minutes to go and things are uncomfortable in my mind i'm shout i'm shouting at myself lead be a leader it's jack and tara watching yeah. you and they want they need you to perform um and then ultimately if it goes deeper than that if i'm really in the pain cave i'll be going like what you know what would luke think of your performance yeah yeah which is my why which is super powerful but yeah. you know why can be all sorts it could be set an example it could mm-hmm. be um you know hannah's discussed hers was all about um being stubborn and defiant to people who told her she couldn't yeah you know people say you couldn't um be a good athlete you can't play rugby ever again because you've been injured and you yeah. can't you know and she's like I am going to refuse what you tell me I can achieve. Like, that's a huge yeah, why. exactly. Um, uh, yeah, do you want to go through yours? Yeah, I don't think so. <laughs> I'll start crying. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so that's two questions in one. Hope that helps you, Francis. That's um, good. I think, um, are we on to the Facebook questions now? I think we're on to Facebook yeah, questions, oh, you've yeah. you've got them there, We've got about seven minutes left before we need to cut off, so... We um we could always do a part two of this maybe. Yeah. That might be a good idea. To be honest, I think we'll have enough. Oh well should we do I maybe didn't need to repost that today, did I? Let's have a look. So I I'll I'll go on to here then. You go on um, to here, yeah, yeah. So quick one, Claire Smithies, supplements, people always give advice. What should people be taking health wise and then to aid recovery and performance in the gym? So bang yeah. on you, Tara. Yeah, okay. So in terms of supplements for health, um I would recommend getting your bloods done and seeing what you're deficient in I think I had my bloods done probably a year ago and I basically saw what I was deficient in and then I supplement that um otherwise you're just guessing and you don't know in terms of sport performance and recovery so in terms of performance um the main thing is just getting adequate carbs in and protein and then fitting in the fats around that you don't necessarily need to be supplementing anything into your diet what you can supplement in is creatine and beta-aniline. Um, so these are two proven supplements um, which can improve your performance. And in terms of recovery, again, it's getting adequate amount of protein, carbohydrates, and fats in. Um, there's no special supplement really that's going to really, really improve um, your recovery as such. The main thing really for that is adequate nutrition, uh, sleep, and controlling stress. No supplement can um, trump sleep, definitely. That's probably the most important one for recovery. Love that. Um, Straight to the point as well. Yeah. Uh, Let's go on to this next one here, um, which is from Emma. How do you set goals? And what would be your advice to members who don't know what goals to set yet? Ooh. Yeah, it's... uh, God, we could do a whole podcast on goals, goals, I suppose. Smart targets and things like that but i would try and keep this simple now and just say whatever like what do you lights want? you up yeah, yeah whatever makes you like gives you the fire to get in there and craft for, yeah. you know um whether that's a position on a leaderboard i want to be you know fifth in the gym or 500th in the world at the open 
or whether that's in a movement i want to get muscle ups or handstand walks or whatever it is you know whatever you're passionate about just follow your passion and that sounds really hippie but no it doesn't follow whatever you're passionate about we all Um, get excited about different things don't we and Um, if and also emma it doesn't matter if you don't know what you want to achieve yet i mean you're relatively new to crossfit i know i know you've been here for coming up two years now but like um you know relatively new in fact that we've been doing it eight to ten years yeah um if you don't know just keep exploring just keep trying things and and uh finding out what you do enjoy and what you like what you love doing and emma you are making like fantastic progress so i think keep keep riding that and then maybe when you maybe hit a bit of a plateau sort of maybe look for an area where you think okay i'm going to put my focus into this and maybe get better at this instead but you're in a great position now where you know you're making great progress across the board in terms of gymnastics, weightlifting and fitness. So yeah, keep doing what you're doing. Yeah. Uh, on to, so Natalie from Natalie Tyson, how long did it take you to see significant improvements and be able to do RX movements? This is a really good one. And a conversation that I had with Jake, um, Lake in the other day ties in really well with this in that, it's completely individual to um the person um who's coming through the door so some athletes you know take someone like jake you know for example walks in and six months later is hitting you know above 100 kilo clean yeah you know um and other people it will be their life's work to clean 100 kilos um you know it'll take them 10 years and realistically you know what people don't see is the training beforehand well, they, they see someone coming in like Jake, who's done probably five to ten years of consistent weightlifting, powerlifting, strength work, yeah. and then they see him clean a hundred kilos in six months and go, "Oh, it's so unfair!" unfair. Like, yeah. God, he just walked in and cleaned hundred kilos. No, he didn't. He yeah. put a lot of work into that. You just had, you just haven't seen it. Um, and similar in like, it's not just strength work. Like all of the people who are aerobic beasts in our machine played sport to a high level usually. Yeah. So they're high level netballers or high level footballers or whatever. And they've literally devoted 10 hours a week, their entire life to being good aerobically. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then they just transfer that into CrossFit. So what I'd say is there is no real set time, um, for people to be, you know, rxing or doing movements as prescribed it takes as long as it takes for that individual and don't put a time pressure on it don't say oh in six months time i'm gonna rx workouts because i've been there when i started crossfit i give myself a time frame to get double unders toes to bar and pull-ups and it was always a lot longer than what i thought it would be then i would always end up feeling disappointed when really if you just keep going with the flow keep doing what you do and keep showing up you know you'll get there eventually yeah i think like going back to the question from emma about goals like I'm not necessarily bothered about goals, but micro goals are always so good. Like set something, achieve it, move on to the next thing. Mm -hmm. Um, So, you know, ultimately if you want to muscle up one day, Natalie, you know, the focus now is like, let's get, let's get a banded pull up. Just focus real hard and get that banded pull up. Cool. Once you've done that, let's get five. Yeah. You've done five. Let's get one without a band and just keep setting those little micro targets along the way. that are going to get you, a movie like towards closer. the big goal yeah and and you know let's be honest here, and this might be hard for some people to hear for some people cleaning for males cleaning 100 kilos is going to be take five years yeah for a female an untrained female to clean 100 kilos it might take 10 yeah you know these are not small feats they mm-hmm. take a lot of time and effort 
but I'll remind everyone listening that the longer the path, the more rewarding the the uh, journey. The, sorry, the destination is. Yeah. You know, the harder you work to achieve something, the more absolutely satisfied you're going to be at the end of it. I agree. Um, okay, on to the uh, next one, which is a bit of a silly one, but I think it's got a good answer actually. So, uh, would removing one this is from Craig Craig McDonald. <laughs> Would removing one's T-shirt during the class slash workout make me a better athlete? Well, I think that's supposed to be a joke, but... Well, it's funny you should say that, Craig, because actually it it does. The later (laughs) science would suggest it does. So do you want to talk a bit about, like, the cold glove and stuff that you've been listening to, Tara? (laughs) You know that guy who puts his... Yeah. (laughs) I I thought that was like a a weird... No, it wasn't an innuendo. Um, yeah, so Huberman. Huber, yeah, oh, so cold yeah. actually does help us perform better. Yes, yeah, so uh, on an acute basis. But only it's hands and feet. So actually, unfortunately, is this doesn't tie in well with the taking the t-shirt off. Yeah, but overheating would slow you down the workout in yeah. general, wouldn't it? Right. Yeah. So if you put Craig in a puffer jacket. Yeah. Or three puffer jackets and get him to do Fran. It's going to do a lot slower yeah. than if he I takes th- his shirt off. Right? I think we should actually just do that as an experiment. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, so heat, no, heat is one of the limiters for for functional yes, ability. It is, yeah. yeah. So I mean, on a serious the, note, I, yeah. If I'm going to be serious about that question, you know, if overheating in a workout is going to slow you down, taking a t-shirt off isn't actually a bad idea. No, no. And you can um, use it to wipe the sweat so it doesn't get in your false eyelashes as yeah, well. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. That's <laughs> usually never useful. Um, yeah, um, heat, breathing rate, muscular um, fatigue, all of these things slow us down. Mm-hmm. So and also just a top tip: do the workout in your pants. Yeah, top tip: just uh, if you get under directly under one of the lights on the ceiling, nice little bit of downward lighting as well. <laughs> <laughs> That's how we did get our Instagrams. <laughs> right on to uh, so I've got the, the I've got one, them yeah. ready. So Stephen Inglis. Yeah. So what got you into CrossFit? Um, and I guess this will tie in well with the and previous sport played. Fire away, Max. I feel like it's your turn. Oh, okay. Um, so what got me into CrossFit? So basically, before I, I had John and my son, I did some running. I don't know if you guys know this, but I actually ran a marathon. <laughs> <laughs> if you know me, you would never think I'd run a marathon. Um, so I did a bit of running and basic gym work. And then after John, I went back to the gym and I just sort of focused more on weight training. So I used to do like a back day, <laughs> a leg day. Chest the classic day. split. Oh yeah, back and I did leg day twice, obviously. Um, and then a friend there did CrossFit at the gym that I was at, and then I, I just fell in love with it. Like I did one workout and I was sold. I was like, sign me up. Um, in terms of previous sports played, I didn't really do that many. In school, I did. I did a lot of track and field stuff. Um, I did a lot, a lot of sprinting, um, but I didn't do any team sports or anything like that. Q Yorkshire's. <laughs> Strongest squat. Oh, of course, I forget. Yeah. <laughs> oh, really? Oh, I forgot, guys. <laughs> um. Oh, yeah. So I actually have um a squat record. Yeah. So I did some powerlifting. No um. But that was sort of like alongside when I just started CrossFit, and then I hated powerlifting, so I stuck with CrossFit, and I couldn't bench so <laughs> or deadlift. So um for me, I will be honest and say that I wanted to be fit and functional for the army because I knew it would make me a better soldier mm-hmm. being fit. But I also wanted to look good in a t-shirt. Yeah, boy. So I didn't want to, you know, I wanted to be fit, but I didn't want to be a runner and look like a runner. Yeah. 
So I saw these guys on um, online, Rich and Kaliba at the time. Yeah. Did you and watch then, like um, the CrossFit documentary? Watched, watched all of them yeah. back to back and was like, these guys are the real deal. They're fit and they look shit, shit yeah. hot, really. Yeah. Um, <laughs> they look amazing. So I was like, right, I'm on it. I walked into Reba CrossFit Tyneside and um, like it was just a different world like people were doing things that I didn't even believe were possible there were girls in there doing like bigger deadlifts than me and strict hands on push-ups and things and I was like oh my god I've got a lot to learn but yeah. I loved it yeah that I was like the, so the in. learning side because I've been to regular it. gyms for ages and just saw like pretenders in there doing nothing yeah and not moving and and then I saw real fitness and was like well so it's yeah wicked. I was proper blown away uh me sports played football um rugby basketball I, like i was all i was all right at football never good enough to like make it but like i played county level and things like that yeah um rugby i went to a foundation college a military foundation college and uh, you know no one cared about football so i was like right i'll be a rugby player yeah i just picked <laughs> it up and um i love i actually love rugby playing it um, more than I did football actually to be honest football I found quite frustrating rugby I, I can really imagine more rugby it's more like gruelling and you can get stuck in it's yeah. more, more of you isn't it um, and then um, yeah so like my background is endurance running so before I started CrossFit I did uh, in um, uh, I did half and then a marathon and then an ultra um, and then the ultra was like literally no I'm not doing this anymore so boring yeah <laughs> um so yeah it's yeah I'd, I'd lo- i do actually enjoy running but i think just doing running it just get boring doesn't it i think when you start doing something else like when i went to crossfit i was like yeah i'm never just running ever again yeah when you went like when you have your eyes opened at what crossfit is you're like oh my god yeah like this is insane it's, this is yeah. what we want to do yeah I, I feel like that's a good point to leave it on there yeah and then maybe we'll just go on to an annex and we'll just go, go through like some annex questions afterwards yeah yeah all right that sounds good cool, right. I'll, I'll pause it on this one hope you enjoyed that guys thank you